0: This week on the BOAG World Web Show, we discuss the need for in-house digital teams and what roles they should include. Welcome to Biagwill.com, the podcast for all those involved in designing, developing, and running websites on a daily basis. I should have taken a breath in that (laughs) sentence. Joined today, as always, by Marcus of the Lillington Clan. Hello. And Lee of the Howling Clan. Hello. (laughs) We're not Howling at all, but. I do have a domain,
1: howling.com. That doesn't surprise me. But it's not spelled like you think it was. So it's really rubbish.
2: So it's a useless (laughs) domain. (laughs) You do yeah. an extra E and an extra L <laughs> Yes, how name, it? Welling. Yeah, not it? Yeah. I forgot I'd actually got that domain until the other day. So there really?
1: we go.
0: <laughs> so. <laughs>
2: well,
0: that wasn't it. I, I, I <laughs> didn't know where to, to go
1: with that, really. So have got this
2: thing open. Uh, oh, we've got one more listener. Well, we could have
1: gone into a domain you've bought and have forgotten about conversation.
2: Oh, so many. <laughs> I think I bought Lillington.com
0: really? once. Did you? Mm-hmm. But you've no idea where it no, is. No,
2: I tried to buy it because it is actually a, it's a town in the states. Quite a big town. So It is I quite interesting. It. It's like when it's I saw could... a little village in Wiltshire. All oh, right. There you go.
1: I used to remember when I get an email saying it's about to be you know, expired. Oh yeah, forgotten yeah. about. that. Yeah, what... damn.
2: I had a great idea. I had stroke the toad.com, obviously. Yeah, that was probably. Well, good I don't imagine get.
0: that's yeah. <laughs> that's that difficult <laughs> to get that. No, it wasn't. Um, We've but... never managed to get a headscape.com, have we? Nope. I've tried I mean, on that one. I can remember I
2: Maybe you got in contact with the with the owner um, years and years and years ago, and they wanted sixty thousand dollars for it. And we're like, Pfft. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and now I'm, I'm not going to spend sixty thousand dollars, but I'm, you know, I wouldn't mind spending sensible money to purchase headscape.com dot com. Mm. I don't get any responses. I send them an email once a year because right. the only way you can get in contact with the owners, yeah, nothing. Really? it's like, well, I'm here willing to not spend silly money, but some money would I would be willing to... Park and it, they're not even
0: using it. It's a parked domain, isn't it?
2: Oh, it's, it's making out it's a web design thing, but it's not. No, really? Oh, right.
0: I haven't the actually website. looked at it. Oh, no. No, no. I've got to have a look at it. Ooh, it. See, this Ooh, is much more work. fun than doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, headscape.com. That was all part of my plan.
2: Was Picture it? of Pretty <laughs> Oriental Girl and links to... Huh? Sponsored oh, listings. No, this is, that's just a holding page. medical work. Web
0: design. Oh, there you
2: go. What does that mean?
0: I don't know. I <laughs> dare think. We now have more people listening to this than actually have subscribed to the show. We're up to 12. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, that's a result. That's good. So, Lee, important question. You've read my book. I have listened to your book, yes. How did you listen to it, considering I, that I haven't narrated it? I found an Android app that read... Oh, text to speech! How to really ruin any decent book?
1: It was good. It wasn't bad. I tweaked all the settings because I like to have a little fiddle around with the settings and slowed it down, made it a bit deeper, and it was all right. I've I've listened to worse narrators on Audible. dot com.
2: Book.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Darth Vader narrates my book. Now
2: that would be good. That'd be awesome. (laughs) But yeah, I need some of your book to
1: read. Yeah, you don't. You haven't even got it. I have. I probably wouldn't have made it through reading it. I no,
2: mean, it was very interesting, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah, that's, that's why I haven't read it because I don't want to tell Paul that I've started reading it. And I was maybe, the okay, ask the kind of be questions about the second to last chapter and things like that. <laughs> I
1: it's certainly wouldn't have made it long through the book. I wouldn't have made it through in one sitting, though. And that's what you did. You yeah, did yeah. it in one I sitting. Did it all on the train this morning.
0: Three Why right word. Car, yeah. there you go.
1: So, did it have anything useful in it? It did. It was a really nice kind of broad picture of stuff that I don't really spend enough time considering, apart from when I hear you speak about, you know, various things in meetings. Yes. Um, most of the books I read are kind of,
0: they're very specific. Kind of UX-y, yeah. you know, this you know, is a whole book just on forms. Yeah, Yeah. it's not thinking about... It's what so exciting, it's those ones, aren't
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you feel like you, you know, you're learning something useful for the task you've got to do, where this is a kind of...
0: Umbrella around it all, isn't it? Um, Marcus is now belching <laughs> on the podcast. This is the new. It's just. Cause it's because I'm starving
2: myself at the moment. Oh, are you? You on oh, diet? Yeah, I. So am. I've got to sit on a beach with very few clothes on. Oh right. Yes. <laughs> don't <laughs> pho-
0: don't take photographs. Oh, well, no. You. Well, can well, take, I will take many. Photographs, yes, you could please. take as many as you want. Yes. Just don't let anyone photograph you. Don't have you. to sit on the
1: beach with not many clothes on. You could wear a massive grape. Yeah. 10, One of those moving things, yeah, exactly. just, just, just thing. my head at the top. Five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or bury yourself in the sand or just stay uh, in the room.
0: Aren't you now of those age, that age? We just wear a big Hawaiian <laughs> shirt. t-shirt, you know, Hawaiian shirt <laughs> yeah. thing.
2: Not quite. No, no, because I'm not hugely fat yet. When I am, then yes, of
0: course. <laughs> <Right. laughs> yes, yeah, so I don't. Uh, it's, it's not even uh, something I want to consider. Marcus well, is getting his beach body. <laughs> Well, it he, is ridiculous, <laughs> isn't it? For the amount of difference, it really matched. does.
1: Your bikini fit nicely now, then, is it? Is uh, it looking it's not
0: good. Really,
2: I'm just supporting Mrs. Lillington. All right, oh, she, has she has to is. On a yeah, because she will there be is, going on the beach. There is, and, a, and it's like, all oh, right. Well, I'll join in then. Yeah, there is. And a, I'm quite pleased because I've managed. Sorry, Paul. That's all right. You <laughs> just interrupt me as uh, many times as you want. Anyone <laughs> think it was your show? <laughs> um, I have actually managed to bring my belt in by one notch. I'm, not, really? I'm quite pleased with that. I'm like, woohoo.
0: There is a great iPhone app that can help you. Oh, dear. Is that supposed to have come off? Your no, I pulled a bit off the, the mixing desk. I'll put it back on. A great Sorry. iPhone app? Yes. Yeah, like just, that, that stupid
2: iPad app you showed me earlier on with your pen that doesn't work properly.
0: Yeah, that, that wasn't the best
2: demo
1: ever. <laughs> does this app, does it actually make you lose weight? No.
0: That, no, but that it, would be an yeah, app. Right? No, it but gives it, you <laughs> electric shocks every time you Move excited. it around your body. <laughs> sort of. It doesn't make you lose weight, but it does insult you when you don't. Night. Right. right. <laughs> How does it know? It's really good. It's, it's, um, it's called Carrot. And there's right. actually, uh, it started off originally as um, an alarm clock app that when it wakes you up by insulting you. And if you hit snooze, it gets really quite angry at you. <laughs> um, and so it gets progressively more angry the more times you hit snooze. Then they did a to-do app, oh, yeah. which just shouts at you if you don't do your to-dos. And now <laughs> they've done a, a, a weigh-in app. Which, uh, when you weigh in, if you put weight on it, it has a go at you.
1: I like that. A judgmental a weight. A judgmental
0: <laughs> So, no, that's really, I think, quite good. I found some of Paul's book.
2: It Have was you? a gorgeous sunny day. So that's, um, no, that's No, that's... I don't know what that that's, is. That's, um... Uh, what's his name? I don't know. Schwarzenegger. It's... thinking? That's possibly the worst
0: <laughs> person I could think of to write any book. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to I that want. Again. What's the guy who played Darth Vader? He's got a really good He was on um it's Big sorry. Bang last the week The guy who played Darth Vader? He's not real The voice what? The voice of the Darth Vader, Darth Vader, Darth
2: Vader. Darth Vader. That, um, I, I want name. to say
0: Samuel L. Jackson But that's not no, right No, it? it's, way before Samuel L. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson but anyway, he's good He's got a good voice Vader Oh, he's looking out now voice. James L. So Jones James L. Jones L. James. James L. James. Yes, yes. As someone told us in the chat room. I'm not keeping up with the chat. No, 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 no. I just googled it. it. Oh no! Oh, okay, a, where's the chat? But you room? did that without touching the the keys. Well, I've got skills, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what's what's that i'm playing
2: stuff in the background i probably shouldn't be doing that no
0: join join in with the podcast so yes if you too want to enjoy lee's wonderful experience of reading my wonderful book then go to digital dash oh no that's wrong shit i don't even (laughs) know the url uh it's boagworld.com forward slash adapt and you can sign up for notifications when the book comes out and i've got proper proofs coming through now all the illustrations Mm. are done it's all very nearly there and it's Really exciting. I'm we,
1: really do, we do excited. like those illustrations, don't we? As I seen they keep appearing on things. They're actually on the, on yes, the homepage of the I've now been
0: overused them for everything. We've got some original artwork. <laughs> we had to use it on everything. It's consistent branding. That's what <laughs> it, it is. is yeah. Right. So this week we are discussing some of the issues in the book, and particularly we're talking about the role of um in-house digital staff uh, what the makeup of your team should be whether you need a team or not and stuff like that so should we actually kick off with uh, no uh, because we haven't talked about the weather yet oh we don't need to talk about yes. the weather yeah, for cause crying we out loud
2: what about rain Oh, well we talked about it last week and said we probably wouldn't be here this week. Oh
0: but it's got even worse. It was pretty <laughs> <laughs> It was pretty bad driving into it but now it's lovely and sunny out. What's the problem? Yes. Uh, yeah. Do we really need to discuss the weather? <laughs> Could we be Can more we British? People expect it, don't they? No they don't. What else Anyway, Americans, the, the Americans we have got far worse weather than we do at the moment they've got a polar what do they call Mm, it vortex that's so dramatic I thought that
2: had gone away now oh is it
0: I don't know that's a bit Uh, disappointing
2: uh, we haven't had any any cold weather at all no No, it's it's just been squaring the car twice so far and blowing a howling Mm. gale. And it is the Americans' fault. A
0: howling. See, there we go. You've ho- you the, the URL. We could do
1: with an exciting term like Vortex to
0: describe our round. Um and, uh, No, we've just got a, a big puddle. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's because of the jet stream, which is caused by the cold weather in America. The jet stream is going mm. twice as fast as it normally does, and it's going right over the top of us, which is why we keep getting... It's like a conveyor belt of storms. I I saw this on the BBC. Oh, must be true then.
0: Unlike a polar vortex, basically they've got it's a little bit nippy, and they called it a polar vortex to sound cool. Right? Can we actually move on now and talk about web designing stuff? Because we have been going what three, four hours now, and not actually talked about ten minutes. Ten minutes? Yes. Feels like a lifetime.
2: (laughs) Every minute with (laughs) you, Paul. (laughs)
0: There we go. Right, I'm going to stop now. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to look at whether um, a company company should hire internal staff or whether they should use outside agencies. Do you want me to answer that, <laughs> <laughs> Marcus? I know what you're going to say, but actually, it's I mean, a short show this week, isn't it? <laughs> a lot of businesses rely on outside agencies all the time, and with the web becoming increasingly business crucial, perhaps now's the time that more of that moves in house. Yes, I think uh, we.
2: Promote to many of our clients um, that we will help educate their
0: internal teams. Well, uh, he did this big open gesture there, like he's going to uh, give the internal teams a big hug. um, So that
2: they can look after their new website going forward and they don't have to rely on us.
0: Absolutely. So, no. Oh, Lee's just arrived in the chat room. I'm going to be totally distracted by this chat room. Oh, yeah, I feel yeah, to yeah. I have to minimise it
1: because it kicked me out.
0: Right. <laughs> oh, can I do that? <laughs> awesome yes, you, if you I have can. Skill. I can. Right. Anyway, let's let's keep on the should the they? topic. Should
2: they or shouldn't they? Uh, it depends, Paul. There you go. Oh.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. Let's reword it. Do we think that most companies should have at least one person dedicated to digital? Yes most
1: companies
0: most, but, you know the vast majority i mean i'm not talking about your little sandwich shop downstairs but you know a company bigger than us but that person
2: and i guess is my my opinion yes. that person if you're going to have one it should be yes. a content person see
0: now it's really mm. you've immediately jumped onto the second segment of the show okay so I'm crossed with you <laughs> you're very naughty I, I would
1: say yeah but that one person needs to train everybody else so everybody ah, everybody again, should know you're jumping
0: onto the next section oh, okay. of the show. <laughs> that's all right let's screw the format let's just go with it um yes i completely uh, um, i um completely agree that um somebody scratched our table oh no that's i completely agree <laughs> with you that i think yes i think most companies should have somebody dedicated
1: did you say to that it. in your book as your one reader so far I might just be repeating things you've said now I
0: don't know well it's interesting <laughs> suddenly I've got all these ideas did I, just,
1: I didn't have yesterday let me, let
0: me read you a little bit about um, uh, let me read you some of the stuff that some people commented on the post so David Prince writes to introduce a separate silo of digital completely misunderstands and underestimates the transformative nature of digital change um, are at the various um, changes are at are what changes are to the very essence of how a company operates both in the internal organization external environment is not enough for a single employee or business function or unit to take responsibility for digital furthermore a separate digital function will simply cause another bottleneck another cost base more tension and more bureaucracy and DJ also followed up with a s- similar kind of thing. He said, if digital is siloed under one board member's responsibility, it will always be their problem, not the whole organization's. I prefer um, to have each senior exec understand um, their own functions role in creating the transformation in, a di- um, in the business needs of um, to drive a digital agenda. That's a bit of a mouthful, mm-hmm. but don't by allowing open contributions and collaboration to this agenda and the approach, you un- unite people and hopefully align more closely uh, to the business strategy rather than creating a new digital empire with some execs being wary or even threatened by that. Mm-hmm. And that's what you were getting at. that It needs, yeah. it needs to be spread across the whole organisation. Yeah. Yeah. But Which it kind of does, but it kind of
2: doesn't. Yes.
0: It's really it's because interesting. Because
2: it's not digital on its own, isn't... It's a kind of it's a lot of things. Uh it's not one specific thing, so it's not like accounting, for example. Right. Uh so it does make sense what DJ's saying is to kind of to spread it across existing senior management makes a lot of sense. However, if you've got nobody championing championing it, then it might not have the impact. That it should do.
0: Yeah. This was what I was... uh, I mean, obviously, I was writing about this this morning, this particular problem, because um, several people brought it up in the comments, and it got me thinking about it. Mm. Um, And my kind of attitude towards it is that your digital team um, and your digital lead are a temporary requirement rather than a long-term one. So... um, the ultimate aim is that digital should be like electricity. Everybody within the organization uses it. It's a part of everything we do. Therefore, everybody needs to understand it, which was your point, Lee. Mm -hmm. Yes. But to get to that point from essentially zero, you need somebody to champion it, someone to encourage it. And so back in the day when electricity first came along, there was a chief electrical officer who, who, introduced it and and kind of taught the organization and made it happen Mm -hmm. and i think that's how we need to think about web teams and digital teams that there are a temporary necessity within organizations to get them to the point where digital becomes ubiquitous across the whole organization but that kind of takes time to get to i think interesting what do you think of my assessment of the situation marcus would you agree with that (laughs) You don't know, do you? Uh,
2: no, it depends. Well, no, I don't, but I'm thinking about it. Um, but you can see, a f- um, in the future, you are basically Im- imagine going back to the previous models or the previous departments, if you like, with the same kind of board director, it'd be, uh, p- people representing those departments within the board. But... So each one of those departments would effectively have their own digital people within them. Digital people, little <laughs> robots. Um, which makes sense. Yeah. Totally. But well, we're not there yet because it's in some companies you don't even get a digital team on its own yet.
0: And I uh, think, yeah, <laughs> and the other, the other problem that you've got here is you've got to think that... At the moment, for a company to work effectively with digital, most organisations we come across with uh, come across need some fairly substantial reorganisation. You know, they're they're not very digitally friendly because they have lots of committees and they're slow moving, and mm. you know, so they're not a very digital compatible organisation. Which means that you need someone to come in and be a maverick, somebody to kind of stir the shit, to, you know, to. Um, stir things up and challenge stuff and existing senior management teams aren't going to be the people for doing that because they're the ones that built the company the way it is now Mm. so you kind of need an 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 outside not an outside necessarily but uh, somebody um who is responsible for pushing the digital agenda and making sure companies adapt and i don't think companies are very good at doing that There, there probably is a halfway house here as well which is that we might end up um, the individual departments end up having um, digital staff that sits within those departments, but report into a digital lead. Mm. So, you know, somebody within marketing that is more up to speed with digital than maybe somebody, you know, who was just a normal marketing person, for example. Um, so you might end up with that kind of scenario. But I think so. we're in an awkward trans transition mm. point. I think that's the problem.
2: I'm just trying to think if, like, uh, a marketing person would have a speciality in DM, say. Uh, DM? Direct marketing. Oh,
0: right. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about the shoes. Because <laughs> <laughs> you bought some silly ones. Because I bought some silly ones. <laughs> I know. With Union Jacks on. How, how old are, we are you are you four? wearing uh, them. Uh,
2: yeah, Ta-da. Ta-da. Paul's got his clowns. I, I am John. amazed. I hadn't noticed. <laughs> That's all I can say. They, I'm wearing a pair
0: of DM boots, but with Union Jacks on the on the the feet. Uh, on the feet. <laughs> on the feet. <laughs> what do you got? The top bit. Yes. What's Toes. the top Toes. bit of a shoe? I'm sure it has a special name. Mm. It does the toe? Let's call it the toe. The toe. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Special name. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing more special than the word "dove." I can't remember what we're talking about. um No, it doesn't. It probably wasn't very interesting. So, okay, here's a kind of follow-up question to that, right? So, so let's say you're at the, set that that argument aside. That that you know whether eventually you need a digital team or not, but you're going to have to get at this. Oh, I remember. I was talking about DM. Oh yeah, go on Direct marketing. <laughs> <rivalry>. Yes. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> it wasn't I wasn't making
2: I was only kind of re- repeating a point but, I'd made earlier in a different way, but as always. <laughs> um it, it in the future would that DM person be a digital specialist? Probably, I, yes. Yeah, I can imagine so that. So then, yeah, it's just so why not? everybody will do eventually.
1: Yeah. Yeah, eventually. And people will have a greater awareness of all this stuff. Even yeah. if they don't know how to do it, they'll at least know it exists, which is where you have to start. Mm. Like, and if you I, see at the moment, if somebody sees a nice photograph now, they might think, oh, that would make a nice marketing brochure. Yeah. Mm. Um, but they might not think, oh, that might be something I would put onto a blog or mm. onto Facebook. Yeah, or even if you work in the awareness. HR
0: department, you know, your your natural reaction is, um, okay, I've got a job I'm going to advertise in the newspaper while, you know, five years down the line, in fact, they're probably already at this point, they'll be thinking, you know, yeah. I need to use these yeah. sites or, Again, you know, these things or, you know, I work in the customer service department, you know, previously we did telephone support, now we do, you know, a lot of it online. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of thinking about how, The thing with digital is it affects such a broad range across the entire business. I can entirely understand people that say it makes no sense to have a digital team because it affects Mm. so much of the organization. But I just think... For the next few years, for most, a lot of organisations, not most, but a lot of organisations, they're going to need that team to help them make the transition. But I think you need to be very clear up front what the role of that team is. Mm. Otherwise, it's just going to become another permanent fixture of the organization it's going to become another little thiefdom with internal politics and power struggles and all that kind of stuff you've got to say you know the job of this team is to educate and increase awareness to the point where the team no longer needs to exist yeah
1: yeah so the siloing doesn't even have an opportunity to happen because they're not in a silo; they're always reaching out and trying yes. to educate everybody.
0: And they're and it's never going to be a permanent silo anyway. You they, might even want a roadmap of when it eventually disappears. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. you know, have that as a goal that you're working towards. So it's quite interesting. But okay, here's another. So, so with people starting out with you know, if if an organisation um, so far has just outsourced its web design stuff and they're hiring. Oh, or they're thinking about their first full full time person. You said it should be a content person. Yes. Why is that? Because content's more
2: important than design. Yes, I'd agree. Um, so they're just—that's pretty much it. Um, it. You don't without any content, you have nothing. Yeah. Um, the other way around, with with some content, you do have something, and you can then, you know, you can look after the kind of vehicle that publishes that content via an outside agency first yes it does it's just a logical thing you, yep. re, you I, I repeat myself again um without any content you have nothing i mean mm-hmm. i totally agree with that mm-hmm. um and i think a lot of a lot I of, thought of another reason why okay, okay. Uh, um content is kind of business specific right like more so than design is you can argue that I mean a copywriter would be going, "No, no, 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 I can write copy for anyone, but i don't actually agree with that
0: no i don 't either
2: I think that you do need to be a bit more entrenched in an organization to be able to to write for it and to create content for it, um, whereas if you are again creating the vehicle a website in this particular case, then I think you can talk to people and do research and understand what they're about and then create something that does represent their brand. yeah. So, again, that's why you need a content person first.
0: I agree with that. And a lot of, a lot of companies start the wrong way around, mm-hmm. that they start yes. with a technical or We need a coder. Person. Yes, it's almost yeah. always a coder first yeah. for some yes. reason, which, which strikes me as insane. I actually think I'd go a bit further than you. It's along the same lines, but it's kind of when I was, when I was writing up what I was recommending in the posts that are associated with this week's podcast, I wrote that you need a digital lead first. Mm-hmm. So, and that person should be able to write copy and content. But yeah, so if, someone that's quite senior. Yes. as well. As, I think I the, wanted someone a bit more senior that had the ability to stand up to senior management and argue the corner um, that can look at putting together a strategy. Because it makes no sense mm-hmm. to me to hire implementers before you've got a solid plan of what you're implementing.
1: Yeah. So a digital lead mm-hmm. can decide whether a coder is needed Yes. Because they will have assessed the digital need and the opportunities. Yes. And then they will make the And to begin with, that,
0: that person can do a lot of the things that, um, you know, your type of role suge- suggested as well. So he can be doing some content stuff. He can be doing some social network stuff. Mm. But it, you're looking for someone that's more senior, that more business focused, the person that can talk strategy um, rather than some junior, you know, techie. I still think that could be a third party person. A consultant. consultant. <sighs> uh, yeah, I I, I think that can, you can help someone become that. A third-party consultant can help them do that. But I don't think it would. I'm talking
2: about, All know, right. let's say if you were a consultant on your own. You were pullbag.com. Yes. You didn't work for Headscape. Yes. And you went out at probably half the rate that you go out for Headscape. Yeah a big company employing you for 6 months wouldn't be beyond the real, the, the their realms
0: if you But like. I still think it would fall flat when I left. I to do all the things that you just you, said. I can give you two examples of when this mm-hmm. this happened. Well, let me just well, well, I need to be a bit careful cuz I can't mention obviously the clients. Mm. But there's um so a friend of mine uh, it's, it's one of those it? A friend, of <laughs> a friend of mine. It's mine. not my medical problem. <laughs> it's my friend's, friends the doctor's, um, with this <laughs> swelling. <laughs> you know, my friend, of, friend of mine, worked in a, an organisation for six months, built up, you know, um, strategies, ways of coping, you know, working policies, procedures, put a team in place, did all of that kind of stuff. And as soon as she stepped out of the door, the vultures came in. You know, people, senior people in the organisation started picking. Things out again. So I want that. But you know, saw digital is the golden, you know, lovely sighting thing and started stealing out of it. And we had a very similar experience where we put together policies and procedures and a report and we handed on a, you know, silver platter to the head of digital, you know, this wonderful yes, the whole of senior management have signed off and said, you own it, you run with it, you make this happen. Mm. Um, And as soon as we stepped out the door, it was stolen away from him. Mm. So I actually don't think that it's enough just to have somebody come in for a few weeks or even a few months to set things up. I think it needs someone, because we're talking about business transformation, and that's not going to happen in a few months. Yeah, because somebody always loses. Yes. Somebody high up always loses, so they're going to. Fight in their corner, and it's really in a sneaky, nasty way.
1: Could the consultant be actually helping to employ the digital lead, actually selecting? Yeah, the I mean, course, the yeah selection process. That in the case, yes,
0: yeah. That would be that would be the way I would like to look at it because it is unfortunately it might have to be that you do get an outside consultant to do it because it's very hard to get good digital people with that kind of experience these days. Mm. You know, you need somebody as amazing as me, and, <laughs> and those are quite hard to find. I've already had someone on Twitter this morning tell me I was arrogant, so that's... Uh, no, they that understated help. it. Yeah. <laughs> I find
2: you sometimes quite arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, look, somebody left after I <laughs> said that comment. That's oh, funny. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Come back. Um, so, yeah. Has anybody said anything? It, it's, anything. Quite, it's quite a tricky area, I think. But it, I do think getting somebody in you know, in that position is quite important. So here's another question for you. Mm. Spin off from this. Can that person be part time and have other stuff as well? Or do they need to be, you know, like somebody from marketing becoming the digital lead alongside doing traditional print marketing, or do you need somebody purely dedicated to digital? Doesn't it be easier for them
2: if it was their only thing they had to do, but if they were really clever and really good at what they did, then yeah, I suppose.
0: It depends on what their remit
2: was. Yeah. How big's the
0: company? Mm. I mean, it's. I think it's quite a difficult one. Um, Shane agrees with me. He says dedicated. Well, but for example, you're a good example of this. We're a small company. Yes. You spend probably
2: half to two-thirds of your time doing marketing, but the, the other rest of it, you do design, you do sales, you do spread yourself out. Yes. Uh, and we're a small small company, which makes sense, but I don't know if we were... But we are, people but we are a
0: sole digital company I, I think one problem is the way I can get away with it is because if I do some client work that immediately then feeds into the digital marketing that I do, and I can reuse stuff. You know, I learn something um, as far part of the digital marketing work that I'm doing, and, uh, and I can feed that straight to a client. So, for example, I've been messing around with our digital marketing with um, LinkedIn recently. been doing a load of stuff there, and that will ex- immediately, you know, go into the work that we're doing for our U.S. law firm that mm. uses, um, you know, LinkedIn a lot. I really don't like LinkedIn. Well, neither do I. But it I just is find it
2: so confusing, it is uh, and I'm quite good at using
0: websites. But it's just like it is a very badly designed. I don't know site. what it does. Yeah, <laughs> the
1: apps are even worse. I and mean, if you're not careful, they'll be spamming your entire phone book. On my, a, I logged in this morning for the first time in ages, and it tried to send everyone in my phone um, a See, I've never message. had that problem. It's done
2: it before. I, right? You, I, you I ticked the wrong box or didn't I don't know. the right <laughs>
0: box? But it can be quite good. So, for example, oh, yeah, we've got there. a. We have well,
2: talked,
0: you know. Yeah, I mean, we've got a LinkedIn company page now. Yes. Link in the show notes, mm-hmm. um, and you know, we, I'm trying to gently persuade some of our clients to write us little references. No, I couldn't it. find those references. Can you?
2: No. There you go. There's a good example. I went to LinkedIn, found our page, couldn't find the references. Oh, now right. I'm sure it's right there in front of me, but it's just. Like, it is.
0: Yeah, you have to yeah. click on products or services. They'll only yeah. you can only write a reference related to a specific product or service. Right. So it, 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 <laughs> okay. it is confusing. I, I, I'm not defending LinkedIn, but my point was nothing to do with LinkedIn. <laughs> it was the fact that it's transferable. Well, going off on a tangent, Paul, that's never like me, No. <laughs> so I guess that I, I think it's difficult. I think the trouble is, is if you're, if you're someone within the organization who's got a tri- uh, an existing role and digital is added on to that role, Um, And you're not naturally somebody that is digitally inclined. That's the key, isn't it? Yes. Yes. It
1: has to be somebody
2: geeky and passionate about it.
1: Yeah. Not someone who just has it added on and, you know, it's another thing they've got to do. But
2: whereas that person might be desperate to do it and they've they've still got these other things that they'd rather not be doing, Mm. but they have to do something. It, It does depend on how keen they are. Yeah, surely.
0: Yes. I think, uh, to be honest, I think that is the key. Mm. You need somebody that wants to do this and is excited about doing this and will make it happen. Otherwise, it's just going to end up the bottom of your kind of priority list the whole time, isn't it? Which is a bit rubbish. I mean, there's a a couple of objections that seem to often come out of of these kinds of conversations, you know, about whether we should hire someone to do digital. Um, And that's first that they don't have enough work to keep them busy full time which always strikes me as a bit of a kind of a, 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 a false way of thinking about it because you, there's a, there'll be as much work as you want there to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're thinking in terms of actual tasks and taking things off. but just learning things. And that's yes. a never-ending task, surely. Yeah. But nobody, nobody can quantify that. And, in a kind of, so, and
0: social media is yeah. something, the more yeah. time you spend on it, the more you get back from it. And just you know, writing, like, blogging, blogging, you can yeah. spend
1: as much time as you want.
0: There's uh, never, I, I find that quite hard. I mm. think a lot of people really struggle with this idea of getting their head around the amount of time, you know, that these things can take. You know, that digital it has such big ramifications for an organisation. I think it's because things aren't
1: necessarily seen as being productive because they can't see the immediate value. Yes, uh, yeah. Um, but it might be a long-term
0: value, which I mean, they
1: just can't, can't visualise.
0: <laughs> blogging is a great yeah. example of that. Yeah. I mean, we're just driving ourselves around the twist with, um, you know, with a client recently where they're, they're really keen to do... Um, or we're really keen for them to do more blogging. They're really keen to do more blogging, but there isn't a the the investment internally to make that happen, and it's really difficult as well. You know, they, they, another argument, another client I can think of, um, uh, which we work with, was saying, "Oh, we, we, you know, because what, what what works so well about blogging is that you become the thought leader, you become the person to go to about whatever the thing is, whether it be economics or law or web design or whatever else. Mm-hmm. So it's very good at raising your profile, especially if you're a service based business. It's a great way of selling your expertise." Um, but the, of course the experts in it are the people that are being charged out to do the work so there's always this feeling of well hang on a minute we can't afford for those people to be blogging because we want them to be charged out full-time mm-hmm. and i can completely understand that but there's you know there are so many ways around that problem you can get you know a kind of ex-journalist to be interviewing these people and finding stories and writing them up and doing video interviews yeah. and stuff like that i mean i've been playing around with video not in the last mm-hmm. few days yeah. and um uh, and just to see whether we i might do some more of that link to youtube in the show notes um and actually, it's really easy. It's not difficult once you, you, you know, it's about having the right couple of right bits of kit, but it's not as expensive. It can be quicker than writing as well. And it could be a lot you're quicker not than writing. picking
1: over sentences and rewriting it. Yeah.
0: And you just get it done. Mm. <laughs> so there's so much potential in a, in a role there that I don't think people can really see. They just go, okay, so what would this person be, be doing all day? Yeah. And actually, I think there's easily a full-time position there if you wanted it. Okay, so we've already answered who should we hire as our first person. You say a content person. I say a strategy-type person. What do you say, Lee? I would go for the strategy-type
1: person as well because they can
0: employ the content person. (laughs) Or even better, (laughs) a
1: strategy person who can do content. There you go. Yeah.
2: Teachers' teachers, pets.
0: (laughs) Just a general sucker. A generalist is what you
2: want. Yes.
0: It is true, but you are quite a senior generalist yeah. if you can get it. Yeah, me <laughs> or you. Actually, you could do that too. Or Marcus. Mm-hmm. Even Marcus would be even, <laughs> even me. Even Marcus <laughs> would be capable of, of course. Marcus, good. Okay, so uh, so we we agree that really we want more of a strategist person to an implementing type of person. Um, and yeah. Uh, that That is pretty much, we you know, we we're going to have multiple sections on the show, but we've really kind of covered both sections. How are we doing time-wise, Marcus? We're at 36 minutes. Yeah, so that feels about right. We've kind of squished things together this week. We should, why well, it's come out a bit shorter. I think for me, the really interesting conversation here is the one around um, the... You know, if you take on digital specific people, are you siloing them? You know, are you putting digital in this little box in the corner? And there is certainly a danger of that. I
2: had actually, I have to say, I hadn't even thought of that before today. So you do learn something new
0: every day. Yeah, it's something I've been struggling with. I was struggling with when I was writing the book because I do actually propose that you have a digital team. And I know that Jerry McGovern, for example, often talks about how you shouldn't have a digital strategy. You should have a business strategy with a digital component. And I do 100% agree with him. But then the reality, sometimes we, when we go into companies, they hire us, for, you know, we couldn't go in and say, well, you need a whole new business yeah. strategy. We'd never get away with it. But we can use digital as a kind of in to doing that kind of stuff so you write a digital strategy a lever that's the word you write a digital strategy and that kind of is a lever or a, or a, a door into influencing the larger organization because i think a lot of people a lot of organizations aren't at the point where they realize that there are these kind of bigger issues and bigger effects that digital has on stuff so yeah the siloing is a difficult one every time you say
1: siloing i think of the it tip IT crowd in the basement. Yeah, <laughs> That's the danger, isn't yeah. it? Perhaps it is a, a kind of physical location problem as well. Where do you yeah. put this team? It should be accessible to everybody all the time. Well, this is but another cafe. This is, yeah.
0: <laughs> this is another thing I talk about in my book. Isn't there? There's a chapter on office environments and the, and is having. There? A- yes, <laughs> there is. <laughs> You haven't
1: read it at all, to it, I have listened to it. I I listen to every word.
0: Um, You know, and about having, even down to having an open plan office where people are near each other and, you know, are interacting with one another. And, you know, all of that is a part of it. it, Digital is this horribly kind of complex area that affects so many things. I don't think a lot of people grasp that. I didn't grasp it. I wouldn't have, until the last two, three years. Of, you know, when you start, you know, you, you get frustrated because projects um, are not quite happening, or you know, you hand over a design work and then it's not implemented for a year, and you think, what the hell? Or even like, you know, somebody contacts you and says, "Oh, oh we're going to send you out an invitation to tender," and then you don't hear anything from them for six months, yeah. and you think, why is that? Or you implement a website and it's all lovely and wonderful and then it's left in neglect for so long. Yeah,
1: see, even having a label of digital, to me it seems weird because I can't even imagine that people aren't thinking about digital all the time through everything they're doing. Yeah, but they're not. I know, I I just can't get get to grips with that at all.
0: And that's why this phrase digital by default has come up, which basically is think can digital help in this situation before turning to the things you've always done before? Mm. You know, yeah, and so- I-
1: I, we think of that naturally. That's our natural first yeah. thought, isn't it? And that's we are what digital say, by default. Yeah,
0: you need someone like that mm. in your organisation yeah. and someone that's got the guts to kind of, you know, turn things over a little bit. Like um, recently, uh, another client, uh, well, not a prospective client that we're waiting to hear back on, um, you know, the client there, she's been brought into a charitable organisation And, you know, she's got the knowledge, the domain knowledge, the expertise, the drive, and you know that she's going to make it happen in that business. Um, And I think that's so important. It just its mind-blowing quite how profound the impact of digital is and how much people underestimate it. Anyway, I think that about wraps us up, Mm -hmm. except for your wonderful joke. I don't know if I've already said this one, though. Oh, God. One if it's thing, funny, it doesn't one thing you have to do on the show. Although, of course, we've been repeating ourselves for well, uh, it doesn't matter five, five years. I probably we go back to some really, really old ones, and I get away with it. <laughs> wouldn't no,
2: we? um, <laughs> um, I have to do more than just a joke every week, Paul. I have to off the cuff come up with witty and interesting remarks. Yes, to set up the stuff as well.
1: Yeah, he does, does have, have to set up the stuff. I yeah. yeah. like do. <laughs>
0: I don't oh, look I at don't this, know. this look at this desk. It's got loads of d- that is an excessive number of knobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really it's a repetition. Are of, you, a basic it feels, that's all you yeah. need to worry about. One channel. One channel. So what's all this rubbish then? Yeah, they repeat. They're just repeated. So, well, it looks so, like can
2: have, so if we wanted to have six mics around the table, we can plug them in each one has their own
0: Uh dubris. Things.
2: This is different <laughs> over this side. Yeah. See so okay. this is really interesting for people. I'm just pointing <laughs> at stuff <laughs> He's pointing at
0: stuff on a mixer desk. Do you want to hear a joke?
2: Do you know the joke? Yes, the joke is: a man walks into a bar with a Ouch. Ra- sorry, with a roll of tarmac under his arm and says, <laughs> "Pint, please, and one for the road."
0: Say that again. I didn't hear, hear. <laughs> the beat. <laughs> I, I, well,
2: say it again. I didn't hear. I half heard it. <sighs> a man walks into it. a bar with a roll of tarmac under his arm and says, "Pint, please, and one for the road." Oh, I see! <laughs> <laughs> right! I've not heard that before. No. Yeah. And I laughed. This is an old joke, but I've always liked this one. It's a much better joke, but I'm sure I've said this one before. I went to the zoo the other day. There was only one dog in it. It was a shit zoo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that, that's
2: that's yeah. a, I like that one. <laughs> I like that oh.
0: So while I've got people to Thank t- you, Ian um while i've got people's attention mm-hmm. and wh- wh- as this show is is running a little shorter than normal because marcus and lee completely ruined the whole format of the thing mm-hmm. um i i want to know what people think we ought to do for the next season so the next season picks up about the beginning uh, middle of march can we talk about color and we need a scene. lining things up. <laughs> colour and lining things up. A whole season on colour and Fantastic. lining things up. I know the best one was, the one that people liked the most was, what's at, at new on the app store? Yay!
2: <laughs>
1: Design apps that you don't need. Fortunately,
0: fortunately Marcus doesn't get to decide what to do on the show. So, if you've got a theme that we can cover on the show, drop me an email at paul at boagworld com. I'm thinking maybe interviews, but there are a lot of work however, for Marcus. However. Yeah.
2: If we went back to my plan of doing half a show on an interview and half a show on what's new on the App Store, yeah. right. I and like, everyone's
1: happy. Say I like <laughs> that magazine format, having a yeah, little bit of that, a little, bit, yeah, of that, little yeah.
0: bit of that. Do you know why I don't do that? It's more work. No. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, <it's> partly that. <laughs> but partly because the whole Boag World site is now built around themes and I'll have to unbuild it all. I can't be asked to. Unless I just start calling it Themeate. Right. But or you're whatever. rebuilding it, aren't you? Yeah, but that yeah. Uh, yeah. Supposedly, but that involves having um, Dan's yeah, time, which yeah. is like you might as well try and you know ask for him to be gold plated and delivered to my house. You'd probably quite like that. <laughs>
2: I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what does that
0: even mean? What's the implication? You
2: started
1: there? it. <laughs> I, I started what.
0: Okay. <laughs> moving on anyway on that bombshell as Jeremy Clarkson would say we shall end the show we were going to have sorry Paul <laughs> <laughs> I've keen meaning to do this we were going to have the very first one, or
2: first or second one of this series we had a we need to invent a what would Jeremy say Because you know yeah, show yeah. and I need to get his voice and find the him saying what would Jeremy say and I'm just too lazy um <laughs> and then because you've asked my opinion you've asked lee's opinion then we have what would jeremy say Uh, Uh, oh it would be quite fun maybe we can do that for the next series okay so what would let's see if we can do what would
0: jeremy say we we are going to finish the show eventually what would jeremy say if about um digital being um isolated in the silo he'd probably say what's digital yeah what's digital yeah yeah, like that. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> but that's going to be his answer to the entire podcast and everything yeah. we ever cover. Perhaps we need to watch. What does gonna, we, Keen- all, we all manage perfectly well without digital.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. What would Jeremy Keith say? I think we need.
0: Yeah, because because Jer- uh, <laughs> well, well, he, he would.
2: Um, what is it? Was his favourite saying? Um, I dismissed it, the, premise of of the question. question. <laughs>
0: every time you just say that every time jeremy clark yes. clark would just say the internet's for porn isn't it and that would be him honestly we could have some fun with this if i could be bothered
2: <laughs> <laughs> we could do should we should we stop doing the podcast
0: yeah. now actually we apparently we're supposed to have talked about is this the beginning of the end of hand um, hand coding the post that i put out this week oh right link in the show notes to mm. boag world which has that on now shane wants to know all oh, right what was your feeling so we're so just to summarize i'm sorry i've just extended the podcast okay no, the, we weren't going to cover minutes. this but somebody in the chat room wants to cover it and so we're going to do that okay.
1: so, so i wanted to talk about
0: this McCaw, because it was interesting McCaw <laughs> is coming out which is how would you describe McCaw? you call it a code design tool, which just confuses everybody. I, I just wanted to start a new phrase. That was so, horrible. you tried because to combine the word code, code and yeah. design, yeah, but you, you just made it sound like a collaborative design tool by co design, but only if you know you have an error in
1: mind and you just fall back to what you think is obvious. But no, it was a code and design tool, it's drawing code basically,
0: yes. So my question is, did the code from McCaw look like it was going to be pretty damn impressive? See, I hadn't even considered these tools. You might
1: end up wanting to use the code.
0: No, neither had I until I watched the demo. Yeah. That- <laughs> and it was pretty damn impressive. It was very clean. Because um, you can basically go through and set your own semantics for the HTML. And the CSS look. Did you not see it? I you,
1: didn't notice that. But no. So it's a bit of oh, a naming
0: convention. Yeah, 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 you go through yeah, and you yeah. name yes. your layers, but yes, yes, really, yes. it's your naming. That's to HTML. keep organised as well, though. I
1: kind of saw that as a keeping organised. Yeah, but, but the it, fact that there, the classes. Yeah, outputs, because you yeah. can
0: organise things by saying this is a header, and it will put it in as a header tag. Yes. Yes. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I really liked that a lot. I have to confess. Um, thing the
1: webflow, the website does all that as well, and that. You can use the code from that. We should have a look at that. Web, what, webflow. A, a Adobe com. Webflow. Oh uh, no, no, that's um, Reflow. Reflow. Webflow, webflow is, is another one. A, is it
0: web app? Link oh, in the show notes to that.
1: Webflow.com. Oh, I think it's a subscription.
0: Also, link in the show notes to Macor and Reflow as
1: well. Same kind of thing: drawing or um, drawing divs onto the page and then tweaking the code um, visually and outputting code.
2: Yeah
0: somebody Shane has brought up a good question in the um, the chat room he had the same initial reaction as me that is perfect for prototyping and mock-ups totally agree with that I think everybody's agreeing with that what I'm asking is whether um, it could be pushed to use it you know are we going to one day not necessarily with the straight away but Oh, one day before too long, are we going to be at a point where we don't need to hand code anymore and we can use a WYSIWYG? Shane thinks probably not. Mm. Um, he says his biggest problem with it is the fact that it's open source and it might not keep up with web standards. But my logic is then you just stop using it and use another tool if it doesn't keep up.
1: Yeah, I mean, it depends who's, yeah, who's pushing it forward and who's making it do all the new stuff yeah. and keeping it ahead of the curve, that kind of thing. So it depends who's producing it and what's
0: there. I like, I like the fact that there are at least three products that are doing very similar things at the moment because that keeps the competition going and keeps it moving forward
1: i mean adobe is the one with the most resources i would imagine so they should be looking at all these other tools taking the best bits and pushing it all forwards again Um, they've
0: carefully avoided the issue
1: of code of code haven't they they're they're angling it more towards a kind of photoshoppy yeah uh, and then you pass it across to a developer yeah
0: yeah but I'm um, certainly for smaller sites. You know, if I was a, you know, if I was doing kind of local sandwich shops and accountants and you know dentists and places like that, I don't know whether I would hand code anymore with a tool like that, except for the interactive stuff. Obviously, the JavaScript and stuff you're you going to need to do. Wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even so, you still got to build the the code for those, or are you just giving te- Not templates? Not necessarily. Really, but it depends no. on the size, doesn't it, and how much. They're going to pay you at the end of the day. Oh, I'm being told that smaller sites aren't necessarily simpler sites. No. Trust me they are <laughs> from a but probably from a political point of view yeah. rather than not yeah. having to deal with quite as many stakeholders yeah. although they are fussier mm. when it's their own money but that's a whole nother conversation Yes. Yeah, so anyway check out my article on on, um, on Macaw and hand coding and that kind of stuff i would be interested in other people's opinions I, I'm not for a minute suggesting we're there yet before all the front end coders in the world start hating me because I'm suggesting that their jobs are redundant I'm not saying that
1: I would like to know why, why a software tool couldn't produce code when it's pure logic and a set of rules. Yes. Is it something that can't be done? Or and if is it so just, why can't it be done? It, does nobody want it to be done enough to actually work on it as a kind of al- set of algorithms to yeah. produce code? I don't know. I don't understand why i feel like yeah i
0: feel like there's more there i feel like (laughs) that should be the future yeah that we shouldn't have to i mean we don't write in binary (laughs) do we (laughs) you know so you do have these layers of abstraction so what what's stopping us going one more layer of abstraction Mm. and why is that really honestly a bad thing if we don't understand that kind of stuff you oh. know, a lot of people say, oh, yes, but if you don't know what's going on under, on under the hood, isn't that a problem? Mm. Well, why? Why does it matter?
2: I have no idea what's going on behind this uh, behind Logic here, the no.
0: software program. I and know how to could, use it. Exactly. I create stuff
2: with it. Mm-hmm. I don't really
0: care. And I'm not... I, I, mm. Just don't overreact to this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not suggesting anything extreme here. And I'm not even saying we're at the point, but I'm saying... I feel like that's the way things are going and I don't feel like necessarily that's a bad thing, but I'm sure someone more clever than me, probably Jeremy Keith what would Jeremy say? <laughs> Jeremy Keith would have a lot to say. Of your question. Yeah. He would He would have a lot to say on this subject, yeah. I'm sure. And yes. I don't know if I want to hear it.
2: He <laughs> could be the first interview of the next series on this exact subject.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's Shane, Shane, come Shane's show. come back and he's, in the chat room and he said, well, we need to know the medium of the web. Why? It, it, why do we need no, to know? Dreamweaver and front um, page produce rubbish mess. That was their problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, were, they, they produced terrible code. Yeah. But I, the one thing somebody did say about McCall, which is a fair comment, which is for it to produce good code you did need to know how to code because to go through and put in yeah. headers h1s h2s all that kind of stuff so you still needed to know how to hand code even yeah. though the tool took that ability that's you true. Know, you're having to do that away and i thought that is a good point so you know it would be no good if marcus sat down and you use that program it would churn out shit code see that's why it's code design code design it's code. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just want to be the person who came Think. up with code design. <laughs> anyway, we definitely overrun and tried to finish this show multiple times. You've got one more joke to finish up with. Go on. Well, no, I haven't. away
2: from that. Oh, dear.
0: All right, then. Well, thank you very much for listening, guys, and join us again next week when our show might happen in order and be more structured. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.